I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back along to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of, of course, the 90 Min Football family. Hope you're good. Hope you are well. Hope you're enjoying uh, the summertime. Hope you're taking in those rays and sipping on cold beers whilst being completely relaxed about the transfer window and uh, what's going on behind the scenes. I'm just kidding. It is an absolute nightmare, isn't it? It is an absolute shit show in terms of what it does to your nerves, in terms of how invested you get, in terms of how stressful things that aren't happening but could be happening can actually be. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? The transfer window is uh, a very unique phenomenon, should we put it that way? Um, big hello to everybody in the live chat. Loads and loads of you with us already, which is amazing to see. Uh, big thanks to uh, everybody who tuned in last night to the um, the Transfer Insider Show on TalkSport. Um, I got a last-minute call-up off of the bench, off of the substitutes bench, and uh, sort of quickly made my way uh, down there, having already been there earlier in the day, which was a little bit annoying, but really grateful for the opportunity. Uh, thank you for your kind messages. I had loads of messages uh, from Chronicles listeners, viewers, followers on social media, etc., um, so I really, really do appreciate that. If you were listening in, you'd have heard my voice go right at the start of the show where I just kind of lost it a little bit. My throat has been uh, really bad, actually, over the last couple of days. It's better than it was a couple of days ago. But when I talk for any period of time, I do start to get a tingle every now and again, which means sometimes I have to just mute so that I can cough. I feel I've got like one of those coming anyway. But we plow through. Um, yeah, obviously, we did that show last night. We talked about Declan Rice. I kind of toned it down a little bit because I was on national radio. But in terms of what I said to you guys about sort of the disrespect being shown to Arsenal and the appeal that Arsenal, Mikel Arteta and this project have um, was getting on my nerves. And I wanted to voice that on the radio, which I did. Um, it was Sod's Law that as soon as I said that and, and as soon as we kind of finished the conversation, which was along the lines of, well, if Manchester City are that interested and, and believe that Declan Rice would join them, why haven't they made a bid? Lo and behold, as soon as I got out of the studio, sat down on the train to come home, bang, David Ornstein, bomb, drops. Um, what do I make of that? What, what are our, our thoughts uh, around this news? How does it really impact things, if at all? The first thing I'll say is the value of the offer from Manchester City is um, is kind of the biggest the, the biggest talking point for me in all of this. It wasn't ever beyond the realms of possibility that City were going to make a bid. I, I said to you guys that it kind of didn't feel quite right to me that they'd waited so long. And it did make me question how serious Manchester City's interest in Declan Rice is. Um, I also mentioned to you guys that I'd spoken to sort of people that cover Manchester City who had said, you know, maybe um, we're in a situation where, you know, they look at John Stones as someone that could play in that midfield role. And so although Declan Rice is a player they like, he might not be at the top of their priority list. That was kind of me reading in between the lines. And I, I think I got it wrong, obviously, because uh, Manchester City, I nearly said Chelsea there. Manchester City have now 
made a bid, have made that offer. But as I say, the value of that offer is is the real talking point here because for weeks and weeks throughout this bidding process, throughout this process of Arsenal trying to capture Declan Rice from West Ham, every time they've made an offer that is below the public asking price, which is said to be at around £100 million, the response we've got is Arsenal are embarrassing. It's a derisory offer. Arsenal are taking the piss. What on earth are they playing at, etc., etc.? So I just thought it was hilarious that Manchester City come in and basically make the same offer in terms of its overall value. Now, okay, there will be differences in the structures of the payment. And from what we understand, Manchester City are willing to pay slightly more up front and are willing to pay it to West Ham in less installments. But ultimately, we were being laughed at last week for sort of thinking that we could get away with remaining underneath that £100 million asking price. But it seems, funnily enough, that Arsenal are not the only club that believe a fair price for Declan Rice is below the £100 million point. So, you know, I think this is interesting. Look, let me let me give you my little uh, conspiracy theory because I spoke to uh, my cousin's friend's husband's uncle's brother um, who says that actually Mikel Arteta rang up Pep Guardiola and said, hey, Pep, these lot are not budging. We want him for less than 100 million, but they're not budging. Mind putting in a bid just so that we can um, show them that actually nobody is willing to go up to 100 million pounds or beyond that to sign Declan Rice this summer. Go for it. And then we'll make our third bid will slightly improve on your offer and then uh, and then we'll get him no i'm just kidding it's just a it's just a joke i mean but i do think in a weird way the fact that manchester city have offered what they've offered although they're in the race and it makes it harder for us it does kind of reinforce our point and back up the, the idea that actually declan rice is probably not worth 100 million pounds not in the eyes of the market and i always say this People always say to me, well, he's worth what he's worth to the club. Yeah, but if you can't get that money in, then that is a moot price. It's like me saying my house is worth a million pounds. If nobody's actually going to give me a million pounds, then what's the point? Now, it's not worth a million pounds. It's nowhere near that. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, you you can talk about a valuation, but that valuation only has meaning if somebody is willing to meet it. And at this moment in time, neither Manchester City nor Arsenal are willing to meet it. Now, we'd heard over the last couple of days that Arsenal were about to go back in and make a third offer. And from what I understand, Manchester City's move last night, which Arsenal have been expecting, by the way, for a little while, has made no difference to their plans to go back in with that third offer. It's got to be an improved offer. Hopefully, it's an offer that gives Arsenal the green light to progress with Declan Rice. And then we'll be at the point where we find out whether or not Declan Rice is deadly serious about wanting to join Arsenal and about Arsenal being his preference. Because, you know, we could have a situation where City match us and then it's down to the player. Or we could have a situation where Manchester City go, thanks, but no thanks. We've already gone up to what we believe is fair and we're not going to go any further. But... What's clear to me is that Arsenal do need to get on with this now. It is early in the window, relatively speaking. We're 
couple of weeks in. So I understand why there hasn't been this major urgency to just go to the table and, and deliver exactly what it is that West Ham want. You don't blame Arsenal for trying to get a better deal. And, and, and you know, I think they were right to start at a lower point because there was always going to be this back and forth that was going to ultimately push the price up. So if the price is going to be pushed up, you want to start from a lower point. Therefore, that pushing only takes you to a certain point. If you'd have started at 100 million, who's to say West Ham would have accepted that straight away? You know, I think they would have just gone, well, you've offered 100. We could probably squeeze 120 out of you now. So let's let's go up. Let's start working our way towards a higher mark, a higher price point. So I don't really have a problem with the way Arsenal have gone about this, but it does feel like we are at a crucial point in this now. And I know we've said that before, but it does feel like this is kind of judgment day now when it comes to uh, the Declan Rice saga. And it has turned into a bit of a mini saga. I know it's only been a few weeks, but it's starting to feel that way because, you know, it's it's... It's the ups and downs that we're experiencing as fans. It's like, well, we've made a bid for Rice, the first one. It's been rejected. Okay, it's been rejected, but you rarely get a first offer accepted. So we're cool with that. We understand that. But it's a signal of Arsenal's intent, and it's a sign that Arsenal are going to move forward with this. Then the second bid goes in, and again, it's rejected. But again, you think to yourself, okay, you know, not the end of the world. We're getting there. Slowly but surely, we'll get to that point. And then... um, you know, we hear of Manchester City's interest and then it goes radio silent for a few days where there is no word of any formal bid from our rivals in this saga, if you like. And you start to think, OK, maybe they're not as serious as some people would have you believe. And then bang, their offer comes in. Now, I mean, I just I think I go back to the value point in terms of what both clubs have offered in terms of the overall package. And and I said that it might work in our favour, and I do believe that because it might make West Ham go, hold on a minute, maybe we are just being slightly unreasonable here. I have got a ceiling on uh, on what I believe Arsenal should pay for Declan Rice, and that is £100 all-in. Once you start going beyond that, I think it's a problem. And I know a lot of fans would lose their minds if Arsenal ended up not signing Declan Rice now, but... If he did join Manchester City for a deal worth in excess of £100 million, I don't think I'd be that angry or disappointed at the club. I'd be frustrated because I think he's a player that improves us and I think he's a player we could really do with. But am I going to sit there and throw my toys out the pram? Probably not because A, I would argue that anything over £100 million is too much. Hell, £100 million is too much in itself. But also... It wasn't just about that. It would have been the fact that we were up against Manchester City. And although, as I say, I said on the radio yesterday that I feel like Arsenal have been disrespected in terms of people just dismissing their appeal as a football club. I'm not stupid. I can understand why somebody would want to go and play for Manchester City and play for Pep Guardiola. They'd have a significantly greater chance, of course, of going on and winning the game's biggest prizes. So I completely understand all of that. I really, really do. But... um, I'm not panicking just yet because, you know, over the course of the last few days, we've repeatedly heard from sources on both sides of this deal, the Arsenal side and the West Ham side, that Arsenal is the preference. Arsenal is where Declan Rice wants to be. Arsenal is the club with whom Declan Rice has communicated and and the club with whom he shares goals and ambitions, etc., etc. And, um, you know, Declan Rice may want that challenge. He may want to be the guy that makes the difference as opposed to 
going into Manchester City and, and maybe just blending in a little bit. Now, obviously, blending in at, in that Manchester City side in its own right is wonderful because it means you're good enough to play with some of the game's best players. But I just think Arsenal's appeal is there. And I think that if I'm going to put my faith in the reports we've heard over the last few weeks, then I have to believe that Arsenal do still stand a really, really good chance of landing Declan Rice between now and the end of the window. Look, the sooner it gets done, the better, because Arsenal can get on with the rest of their pre-season. If we are going to miss out, we're going to need to pivot elsewhere. And, and one of the names that's been linked uh, is, of course, uh, Monaco's Yusuf Fofana. Uh, he's been linked as a Rice alternative should we fail in our attempts to secure the England man. We'll cover him uh, in detail and, and break him down in detail um, as and when, if, of course, this becomes a little bit more concrete, because at this stage it is just a report um, and I haven't really seen it come from anyone, I would say is not that the people reporting it aren't credible, but I don't know that they are. So I, I would be a little bit careful with that one. Um but yeah, I, look, does what happened last night in terms of Manchester City making that offer change things dramatically? Probably not, but it, it could be the kick up the backside that we need to just get on with this and, and push it through. And listen, if we meet West Ham's demands in terms of delivering a package that will hit 100 million, then fine, I'm okay with that. But the minute, as I say, you start going beyond that, I think you're playing a bit of a dangerous game. And, and um, yeah, we, we kind of got to be careful here. Um, we do. The worry is that we've put so much effort and energy into this idea of Declan Rice as fans that, you know, you just know that the reaction is going to be absolutely, um, absolutely mad. Um, you know, because, yeah, people want him. You know, people desperately want him. They desperately want to see him come in. And if we don't, landing you know you're going to see everybody sort of up in arms and, and questioning what the club are playing at and why we didn't go that extra mile in terms of the money in the first place I've said this to you guys before and I'll, I'll say it again because I really do believe it I don't think Arsenal have the money um, to be able to do the other business that they want to do over the course of the summer and um, and put as much down up front on Declan Rice's West Ham are demanding now the problem here as well is that I think Arsenal have been led down uh, the garden path a little bit here because from what I understand they were told prior to the summer that actually a deal at around about 80 million pounds was doable and that all parties were kind of maybe not 100% set on that but there was a willingness to negotiate from that point and Arsenal obviously started at around about that point and have seen two offers now knocked back as far as we know. So there is a frustration. Um, there is a, a, a sort of, yeah, I think a disappointment from Arsenal's side with regards to how West Ham have dealt with this. Now, I'm not sitting here slagging off West Ham. I, I don't want people to take it that way because if I had a Declan Rice and two big, powerful football clubs were circling around my player, I would want to make sure that I got the maximum amount of compensation for letting him go because he it is going to impact West Ham massively in that midfield in terms of their team, in terms of the dynamic, in terms of so many factors. Commercially, he's a big asset to them as well. So I understand why West Ham want to dig their heels in. And, and I understand why West Ham will feel at this stage in the window where we are still 
at the early stages. They can drag this out a little bit longer. But there comes a point where it's no longer in anyone's benefit to drag this kind of thing out. Because what you end up with is agitated parties on both sides. I think that friction caused by that makes the negotiation even more difficult. And ultimately, West Ham have already said they're going to let Declan Rice go. So, you know, trying to keep him after they've come to some sort of gentleman's agreement isn't going to work well for them. Um, us missing out isn't going to work well for us. Likewise, if it's Manchester City who have decided that, um, you know, he's the one that they desperately want as well. So, yeah, I think there needs to be a, a, a sort of a conclusion drawn on this pretty soon. And I think there needs to be progress pretty soon. But as I say, it, it did feel like a bit of a dagger to the heart last night when that news of Manchester City's bid came out. But once I read into it and sort of processed it all and and broke it all down and, and recognised that the value of their offer is the same overall as ours, it makes me feel a little bit more confident in that actually that isn't a fatal blow that's been dealt to us. Also as well, um, West Ham have rejected Manchester City's bid, as you'd expect. So we're both kind of in the same position that we were in. Um, where do we go from now? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see over the coming days. Let me take some of you guys' thoughts uh, from the live chat box and start getting your Declan Rice slash West Ham slash Man City's bid uh, related thoughts into the chat box. And I'll work my way through as many of those as I possibly can. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, uh, there's over 500 of you with me live right now, but we've only got 90 likes on the board. Guys, let's try and get it uh, up to 250 at minimum. It only takes half of you literally uh, to leave a like on the video. It really, really helps with the algorithm and all the rest of it. Subscribe to the channel as well uh, if you haven't done so already. We're well on the path now uh, towards the, um, the 30,000 mark. We've exceeded 27,500 on YouTube, uh, so we're less than 2,500 away, uh, which I feel is something we could achieve, you know, by the end of the year uh, if, uh, if people knuckle down and, and subscribe. Um, I'd, I'd really, really appreciate it. So do please uh, get involved uh, with that. But yeah, let's um, let's take a very, very brief pause. Apologies if you can hear a dog barking in the background. It's really warm uh, here in London town. I've got the doors open. I've got the windows open. And obviously the neighbour lets the dog out um, when, uh, when we're live on a podcast. But anyway, uh, get involved in the chat box. Very, very short pause. And then we're going to take your thoughts on this story. Welcome back. Right, let's see uh, what you guys are saying. Uh, big hello to um, Latvian Guna, uh, who says, uh, does West Ham wanting the payment in two installments make it a bit unrealistic for Arsenal, especially compared to City? Well, yeah, I think so, because ultimately Man City don't need to do as much business as us this summer right? Because you would argue that we need more improvements than they do. So for them to be able to spend bigger amounts of money on on sort of individual players is, is a bit of a given. They've also won the Champions League. They've won the Premier League. They've won the FA Cup. There's a, a, a big increase in revenue from winning all of those competitions, prize money, etc., etc. I think that, yeah, Manchester City do have a greater spending power than us and therefore it is more realistic for them to say, yep, we can make these payments over a shorter period of time. But this is where the Declan Rice factor has to come in. Because 
we've, as I keep saying, we, we repeatedly hear that he wants Arsenal. And we also heard from West Ham that they were sort of really pleased with Declan Rice. They made him this offer a little while ago to stay on. It was crazy money, 200 plus thousand pounds a week. And Declan Rice turned that down because, you know, he didn't want to stay beyond that period of time. But he never sort of showed that. He never, um, you know, he never kicked up a fuss, never kicked up a stink, was always incredibly respectful. And for that, West Ham were appreciative. But then that loyalty and that sort of, I don't want to say kindness, but, you know, good faith has to be both ways. And so if Declan Rice wants to come to Arsenal, then I think West Ham have a responsibility not to take less money, but eventually I think to find a compromise that works for everybody, whereby they get the majority of what they wanted, if not all of it in the end, which, you know, they probably would get. But also if they have to accept a slightly different structure to allow Declan Rice to fulfil what he wants, I think that they kind of have a responsibility to to deliver that because of how good a servant he's been to that football club. And people always talk about players not being loyal and and, and all the rest of it. Loyalty is a two-way street. And if West Ham act in good faith with Declan Rice and facilitate, whilst obviously looking after their own interests too, a deal that works for him, then I think that other players will look at that and and that will show the club in a really good light. I mean, there's lots of players that go to the likes of West Ham that would maybe see the club as a stepping stone. Now, West Ham fans wouldn't want to admit that. Nobody wants to admit that their club could potentially be a stepping stone for anybody. But if you are seen to deal with exits amicably in the right way, properly, fairly, then players that you would deem as big, bright talents that could eventually go on to the, the next level would want to join your club because they would feel that there won't be major issues when they want to get out a little bit later on. So, um, yeah, I think West Ham have to have to think of these things as well. Um, two instalments is, is unrealistic for Arsenal. And if that is what West Ham want, then I, I can't see how we get that deal done, to be honest with you. Uh, Keith Aldridge says, Hey, Harry, here's my issue with this Rice deal. He's not great value at £100 million. He simply isn't. We can get Caicedo or Camavinga and another midfield player in for this money. I agree. I've said it all along that the one hundred million pound price point is is too much as it is. Let alone exceeding that, and that's why if we got to the hundred million pound price point and we still weren't having any luck, I, I would walk away from this. I think that the problem is Keith is that the market's gone crazy, and when I say the market, I'm talking about the Premier League to Premier League market. I think there's no doubt that there is good value out there in other leagues. And again, this highlights the financial disparity between the Premier League and everybody else. But I think when you're trying to buy a, a player from a fellow Premier League club, you are going to have to pay a premium because of the money that everybody knows is floating around in our game. Um, I agree 100 million is, is slightly excessive. Um, but there's a part of me that thinks that if Arsenal have identified him as the one and, and Mikel Arteta and co are, are really desperate to do this deal, then I'll kind of trust that it's, in their view, worth just going that little bit further just to get it done. Um, Avic Chowdhury, uh, Avic Chakraboti, I beg your pardon, says, why do you think Arsenal are haggling for 10 to 15 million for the number one target when we spent 65 million on Havertz? Why not get Rice first? Because 
clearly they want both players. And sometimes one negotiation will be easier to do than the other. The the Havertz one was obviously a lot easier. Again, if I know that there's a guaranteed fee in the Havertz deal of around about £60 million. But if people think that Arsenal are paying that in one go, nope, not a chance. Not a chance. This is another one that they're going to spread over a number of years. And Chelsea, because of their needs with regards to FFP and with regards to the size of the squad, were happy to accept that. Because what Chelsea have been really good at doing is structuring deals over a long period of time. If you think back to that six, I read something yesterday, that 600 odd million pounds that they spent in those two windows under Todd Bowley, I think they'd only actually paid out about 200 million of it up front and the rest of it was money that they're going to be paying over the next few years. So that's just the way people do business now. Um, and and listen, Rice and Havertz are clearly both targets. Arsenal, I, I, I don't think this is Arsenal. Look, I, I think Arsenal were always going to have to do the Declan Rice deal over a period of time because of their financial restraints, shall we say. I keep saying it, but I'll say it again. You've got to remember that the club haven't been in the Champions League since, what, 16, 17 season? yet have been spending like a Champions League club in order to try and close that gap again. There was always going to come a point where that had to be scaled back a little bit. And rather than scale it back, i.e. saying we're not going to shop for players in that top bracket anymore, we're going to drop that down a level. They're trying to be creative in the way that they do these deals. And that's just the way Arsenal have to work. And people will say, well, why don't KSE put money in, all the rest of it? I get that. But that's not the way they operate. That's not the way they operate this football club. So I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying if you're expecting that, then like you're going to inevitably be disappointed, aren't you? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the Havertz thing is having an impact. I think it's Arsenal will have to do the Rice deal over a long period of time. I think that was always the case. I think that was always indicated to West Ham. And I just think that, we're at a point now where it's not really about committing to an extra five, 10 million pounds over the course of the next few years. That's the holdup. I think we're at a point where Arsenal genuinely don't feel like they're being unreasonable in their offer and maybe are having second thoughts about how far they are willing to go to make this happen. I don't know. I don't know. Just just a hunch. Uh, what else have we got? Let's pick up a few more. Uh, Nick Rimal uh, says, do you think... Um, Man City will bid again. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, in fact, probably. But that's why I think it's on Arsenal now to to strike a deal that is accepted by West Ham quickly, and then look to just secure the signing of Rice. You know, ASAP. Given that they've put in all the groundwork before, I don't think Rice would have. Or I don't think City would have bid if there was no indication from Rice that he'd at least entertain it. Because if he was like, nope, I'm going to Arsenal and I'm not open at all to the Man City move and then Man City make that bid and then Arsenal get him, it's actually embarrassing for Manchester City. So I think they would prefer, they would have, they were only going to make this offer if they had some indication that there was a, a possibility of him coming to Arsenal Football Club. Um, that's just my thought. And, and feeling on that. Um, do I think they'll bid again? Probably. If we bid, get an offer accepted, they match it, then it's a straight shoot out between the two clubs. And then you have to say that the club have done everything within their power to try and get the player for what they believed was a reasonable price. And in the end, 
footballing reasons have dictated that we're going to miss out. I, I don't think you could really batter the club for that. And if people are saying, well, if you'd have paid the 100 million in the first place, you'd have gotten, you don't know that. You don't know that because West Ham always wanted this. They always wanted there to be multiple clubs involved that were going to push the price up for one another. Uh, let's go back to the chat box. Andy Jackson says, Granite Jacker unpacking his suitcase again. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Garthy says, uh, we're putting all our eggs in a rice-shaped basket. We could be in danger of losing secondary targets if it goes on for too long. Yeah, it's a great point. It is a great point. Um, Gunner Shab says, do you think there are better options out there than Declan? Um, it's hard to say. I think there are deals that you could do that would represent greater value in terms of what they would cost versus how good the player is. But I think with Declan Rice, it's not just about how good he is as a footballer. I think it's the fact that he's established in the Premier League, he's an England international, which helps commercially, which I keep talking about. I think that he is a leader. I think there are elements of his character that I think Arsenal will really value as well as what he can do with the ball at his feet or, or within the sort of white lines of a football pitch. I think it's bigger than that. Um, you know, if you'd have asked me at the start of the summer whether I wanted Rice or Caicedo and it was only one, then I don't really know where I would have leaned. I think that there is a debate and an argument to be made for either of those. I think they're, they're on par. I think Rice is slightly ahead now. But I think that Caicedo has the potential to go on and be better than Rice eventually. The problem is, is that, you know, potential, if you don't fulfill it, as I always say, doesn't really mean an awful lot. So I think you can offset Caicedo's greater potential against uh, Declan Rice maybe being slightly ahead of him at this moment in time. But, you know, I think this is a, a, the right option for Arsenal. I, I recognise that we were going to have to pay over the top from the very beginning, but I think we're in danger of it getting to a silly point now. Uh, big hello to Graham, who says, Harry, nothing has changed uh, from last week. In my view, we cannot beat Man City in a foot race, so we'd better hope that they don't really want Rice and are just trying to make us overpay. Do you not think that Arteta and Pep's relationship would not be a factor here? Or, or do you not think that th that is something that we can utilize in a positive way? Now, I know they're both professional and I know they both care about the clubs that they're managing. And I know I'm not expecting either of them to sort of do something that would compromise their sort of commitment to their football club. But can you not imagine that there's been a conversation between Arteta and Pep about this? Like, because I, I feel like they have the type of relationship where Mikel Arteta could ring up Pep Guardiola and say, are you serious about this? And based on the answer that you get, that can kind of give you guidance with regards to your next move. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to go and tell him exactly what he's going to bid and all the rest of it, but I think Arteta will know how serious Pep and Manchester City are about this. And if Arteta hasn't given up the fight yet, and Arsenal haven't given up the fight yet, and are preparing this third bid, that suggests to me that whether it's through that relationship or through the relationship they've established with Declan Rice, they're quite confident in the fact that they could still land him. It's an interesting one. 
Okay. Um, let's uh, just touch on a couple of other bits of news and then we'll we'll do some questions from the live chat. Uh, just a quick reminder, remember, if you haven't done so already, please, please do uh, leave a like on the video. It really does help. We're on about 150 now, about 100 to go to get to our target of 250 likes between now and the end of the video. Remember, subscribe to the channel as well. If your brand's banking you, it really, really does help. But I'm uh, going to take another very, very brief pause, and then we're going to round up a couple of other headlines before diving into your questions from the live chat. Okay, so a couple of other bits and pieces. Reports today claiming that Rob Holding could be going to Turkish giant Besiktas on loan. But according to the report, part of that would see him sign a new contract at Arsenal. Why? Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, he's, for me, a great pro, a great person. I've had the pleasure of speaking to Rob Holding. I think he's a wonderful guy, but he is one of the last remaining of what I would call the dead wood, if you like. Um, Urian Timber coming in makes Rob Holding completely obsolete to me. So why we would want to give him a new contract, I, I have no idea. Uh, but that is just a report that's doing... Uh, the rounds today. Uh, I'm sure many of you would have seen that leaked image of Kai Havertz in an Arsenal shirt. Bigger smile than the one he had on his face when he signed for Chelsea, by the way. Uh, maybe he's just happy to have gotten out of that nightmare. But that uh, is expected to be announced imminently, uh, not too long until we um, we get that official confirmation. You'd imagine, given that the medical took place, as far as we know, over the weekend. Um, Jakob Kivior was asked in an interview about Yuri and Timber. Um, coming in and, and Jakob Kivior, I thought, gave a great answer. Like, we want the best players at Arsenal. Let him come here so we can win trophies together, which is what you want because I think what an interviewer is after when they ask a question like that is um, some kind of concern to come through from the player um, with regards to their own future, game time, all the rest of it. So a really good answer that from Jakob Kivior. And I don't think the two directly impact each other anyway. One will play predominantly on the left-hand side of the defence with one, uh, you know, coming into play predominantly on the right. According to Sky, uh, Arsenal's uh, asking price for following Balogun, who is said to have made it clear that he wants out of Arsenal this summer, is set at around about £50 million. I've been saying 30 to 35 feels reasonable. Maybe Arsenal are just playing hardball. Maybe Arsenal are doing what West Ham are doing, setting their price at a really high point knowing that they're going to come down, but in doing so, making sure that there is room for them to come down. Uh, so those are some of the other headlines as well, doing the rounds about the Arsenal at this moment in time. OK, let's take some of your questions. Let's take some of your thoughts from the live chat box. Get them in, pop a queue at the beginning if you haven't done so already. And... Um, and I'll work my way through them. Gary says, I've heard Brentford have offered £8 million for Rob Holding. Is that true? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't heard that myself. I have read it on social media, um, but I don't know if that's true. If, if somebody is offering £8 million for the permanent transfer of... Um, of Rob Holding, I am all over that. I really, really am. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be genuinely all over that. Um, 
I'm just having a quick look at Fabrizio Romano's Twitter account because some of you are saying that he's just tweeted some stuff. Uh, okay, it's, it's Tottenham related. They've agreed personal terms with James Madison, apparently. His negotiations with Leicester are finally advancing. That's after we heard yesterday that Leicester had uh, dropped their asking price on him. Um, people will say, why didn't Tottenham just get this done? I actually think that um, that Tottenham have uh, played this really well because what they've done is been patient, put James Madison in a position where he's starting to worry about getting out of there. He's too good for a season in the championship. And so he applies pressure on the club. The club in turn dropped their asking price. That opens the door for the, the buyers to get him at a much more reasonable uh, amount of money. So uh, well played that from Spurs, it seems. Um, ironic Arsenal says, check out the Steinberg piece in The Guardian. Let's have a look. Uh, hold on. Let me just search him on Twitter. Jacob Steinberg, all right? Uh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Um, why can't I find it? Have you got the link to this Guardian piece? Um, if you have, drop it in the chat and I'll jump onto it. Let me just try and bring that up because if it's something worth reading, we can go through it together here. Here we go. Um, okay, got it. Should we share it on the screen? Should we do it? Should we go through it together? I haven't read this yet, so it'll be... Uh, You'll be getting my raw reaction, put it that way, uh, to whatever this piece uh, goes on to say. Let me bring that up on the screen uh, now. Here we go. Um, so it says, uh, Declan Rice waits for bigger Arsenal offer after Manchester City bid rejected. West Ham have turned down City's opening £90 million bid. Arsenal preparing third bid for the England midfielder. Now, this piece was released about, what, 20 minutes ago? Uh, this is what uh, Jacob Steinberg says. He says, Declan Rice is waiting for Arsenal to raise their bid for him after West Ham rejected Manchester City's opening offer of £90 million for the midfielder. A bidding war for Rice has erupted after City entered the race to sign him on Monday night. The treble winners made a bid of £80 million plus £10 million in add-ons, but West Ham are holding out for a fee of at least £100 million. Pep Guardiola uh, believes that Rice can replace Ilkay Gundogan, who has joined Barcelona, on a free transfer and City will push to get the deal done. However, it is understood that Rice's preference remains Arsenal and the onus is on them to bring Mikel Arteta's top target to the Emirates Stadium. Stop doing this to us. If it, like, because if we do miss out, right, if we don't get Declan Rice, having heard for weeks and months and beyond that we are his priority, my God, um, it is going to be a difficult one to take. But according to this report, Arsenal are preparing to lodge a third bid for the 24-year-old and are likely to need to meet West Ham's valuation. There have been suggestions that a drawn-out race will play into City's hands. Rice met Guardiola towards the end of last season. And although he wants to stay in London, he is not going to turn City down if they end up outbidding Arsenal. Manchester United have also been monitoring this situation, but are viewed as outsiders at the minute. Wow. Um, so he did meet with Pep. Um, that's pretty much all it says, basically. And then there's the classic Guardian cartoons, uh, which are always great. But yeah, um, so he's met with Man City already. According to that piece, he met with Pep Guardiola, spoke with him, um, 
still prefers to join Arsenal, which really says something. But now we have to meet that price. And if Arsenal think he's worth it, then they're going to have to do it and they're going to have to do it quickly. They really, really are. Uh, okay, let's get back to some of the questions coming through in the live chat box. What have we got? Um, uh, thanks, Ironic Arsenal, for flagging that Guardian piece. Really, really uh, good and helpful. Andy Jackson says, any updates on Declan Rice? That was the update. Um, uh, Baldev Singh says, my point specifically is that the club don't scale back on kit prices, tickets, etc. So why do we have to scale back our expectations on transfers? Um, it's a good point. The kits are getting more expensive. I think there was a £4 fee added yesterday to the away tickets as well. Um, which apparently is going to stop touting. No, it's not. If you're going to tout or you're going to buy a ticket off the black market, £4 isn't going to put you off, is it? Um, so I completely understand what you're saying. And when I say, like, I think that there's a point where Arsenal would walk away from this, it's not because I think that, or it's not because I care about them spending the money that much. Like, I do think that spending money badly can have a knock-on effect. And so... You kind of have to have a limit and, and a line that you draw when it comes to that particular subject. But it's more because I just don't think the club will go there. So if I don't think the club will do something, why would I get... Like I can say that I think it's wrong and I think they should do it, but why would I lose my mind about it? It's not me that calls the shots ultimately And at the end of the day. I wish it was, but no, actually, I don't wish it was. I don't, don't envy that position. But yeah, you you make a valid point. And if it is for the sake of a few million pounds now, then we we probably should get it done. If we start going beyond an extra 10 million pounds in the overall fee, then I think we've, we've been had. Uh, okay. Uh, Alpha says, uh, Hey, Harry, I'm confident that we will get the deal done. City coming in just proves to me that we have reestablished ourselves at the top table. If we don't, I trust whoever they bring in. Uh, Avic says, why not let holding go to West Ham as part of the deal? a good centre-back for a team like West Ham under Moyes and also in London. Holding's got to be up for that and West Ham have got to be up for that. That's what I would say to that. It isn't as clean-cut saying, just take Rob Holding. Um, there needs to be agreement on all sides, which is not always easy. And that's why you don't see so many player exchanges anymore. Um, what have we got here from Mike in Perth? He says, working on a Balogun part X deal, what do you think would be acceptable realistic add-ons do you think? Um do you mean Balogun to West Ham? Is is that what you're saying here? Is that what you're asking? Um, in terms of add-ons, I, 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 it's hard, man, with the add-on thing because we don't really know what the add-ons are. Like we read speculation and we hear, oh, they're realistic or they're unrealistic and all the rest of it. But the truth is we don't really know what those add-ons consist of and, and how they're structured and, and all the rest of it. Um, working on a Balogun part X deal, I think Balogun is too valuable as an individual this summer for us to include him in any part exchange deal. I think we'd be shortchanging ourselves, essentially, um, on that one. Uh, Kevin Levy says, Harry, if Rice hadn't found his British passport and still pretended to be Irish, would he be worth any more than £30 million? The English tax is mad. For those of you that don't know, Declan Rice is of Irish origin and represented the Republic of Ireland earlier on in his career before making that switch to England, which hasn't gone down well in Ireland. And I understand why, by the way. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, the English factor does 
prop up the price and quite significantly to a point where it's actually unfair. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of is what it is. Um, what else have we got? Let's take a few more from the live chat. Uh, uh, Faluso says, is there a chance that if Arsenal go in with a £100 million bid, City can match it and then West Ham get greedy, essentially wanting more? Of course, yeah, there's a, a massive chance um, that that happens. And that's my fear. And that's when we start getting to the silly point, to the crazy point, whereby you have to question whether this is worthwhile anymore. Um, and that's why you want to wrap it up ASAP because the longer you let it go on, the longer you sort of refuse to meet um, West Ham's demands, the longer this drags out and the greater the chance of both clubs having to go a point to a point where they're no longer comfortable with regards to what they're paying. And, and that works in, in West Ham's favour, which is why I've said all along they want this. They really do. Uh, Mark Taylor says, uh, Harry West Ham are obviously trying to get as much as possible. Agreed. Um, do you think Arsenal dropping a bid on Caicedo would be a good tactic? Well, yeah. Um, but then th there's a balance to find there because on the one hand, you're relying on the relationship that you've built up with Declan Rice and the conversations you've had before in being a decisive factor here. You're relying on him sort of giving you his word and wanting to, to follow that through to help push this through in the sense of picking Arsenal over Manchester City. If you then go and drop a bid on Caicedo and you're doing that because you want West Ham to think, well, they're going to change their minds and go elsewhere, that's not as impactful with another club in the mix like Manchester City are now. But also, what does that do to the relationship between Rice and Arsenal? You've told me all summer that I'm your number one. You've told me towards the back end of the season that I'm your number one, that I'm the one you want, that you would do whatever it takes to get me. And at the first sign of a bit of a, a sort of bump in the road, rather than sort of driving over that bump and, and finding a way to make it happen, you've turned down a side road and started heading away from me towards another uh, potential player. So I think... There's a hard balance to find there with regards to that because, yeah, you want to maybe call West Ham's bluff, but you've got to think about the relationship with Declan Rice as well. And this is why transfers are so, so difficult to do, particularly ones of this value. And this is why it drives me insane when people are sitting there going, just get it done, just get it done, just get it done, as if it should have happened within five minutes of talks. There are so many layers to this. There are intermediaries, there are agents, there are... Um, two clubs at minimum involved in a deal like this. There's the player, there's, you know, there's so much uh, involved in this kind of thing. And, um, and that's why these deals are often complex and often take a long old time. But yeah, um, I understand where you're coming from with regards to maybe trying to call their bluff, but that would be my concern about adopting that kind of strategy. Right, guys, I am going to leave it there. Um, a big thank you to everybody who's tuned in. Uh, we've had loads of you uh, live with us, which has been amazing. Over a couple of thousand of you have joined uh, throughout the duration of the stream so far. Um, likes, we're nowhere near where we want to be, guys. Come on. Um, I'm going to set a target on this video of 500 likes overall. Um, and that will include those that have already hit the like button, but also those that will be watching this later on. 
Um, but I'd love the boost from those of you that are in the live chat. So like, 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 subscribe, all the rest of it. Uh, really, really do appreciate you guys' ongoing support of the channel and the podcast. Uh, I will see you all. Well, I'm planning for tomorrow, but if something happens today, if there's any further development, then we will, of course, be back. Just like I said yesterday, anything significant happens, we'll be back. Um, obviously, the Ornstein uh, report around City's bid dropped really late, and um, and I was still on my way back from work, so I wasn't going to jump on last night, but um, that's why I thought I'd do an earlier episode today. But yeah, um, we'll see you when I see you. Um, plenty, of course, uh, of content to come over the coming days, as you can imagine, given uh, all the deals that Arsenal are currently working on. Hopefully we hear um, something official on Kai Havertz uh, over the course of this week, and hopefully we hear of a breakthrough um, and, and the sort of finalisation of, of the details with the Yuri and Timber deal as well. But look, until then, thank you so much. Enjoy your Tuesday, uh, and I'll see you all very, very soon. All the best, guys. Have a great one. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry